Today we're going to talk about preparing an online Easter event that's going to be special and unique for your online audience. Are you ready? Because it's time. You're listening to the Church Digital Sidekick Podcast, part of the TCD Podcast Network. Hey heroes, my name is Tom Pounder and this is the Church Digital Psychic Podcast. This is the podcast where I bring on ministry leaders and we talk about how to do ministry more effectively in this very digital and online world. And today I've got Tyler Volkers on along with Jake McNamara. And I've had Tyler and Jake on separately before, but today the three of us got together for a Twitter space and we talked about how you can create an Easter online experience specifically for your online attendees. What does that look like? How, what what kind of preparation do you put on and what do you do? That's what Tyler and Jake share. I'm really excited to hear them share with all of you because it's different than the way I do it. And I love talking to different people and how they're doing online ministry and what Tyler is doing, what Jake is doing is really fantastic. So with Easter quickly approaching, I think we're really going to love this. So without any further ado, let's get into the conversation right now with Tyler and Jake. All right. So, uh, again, thanks for uh, coming. And uh, as people come and go, we'll probably reset the room uh, from time to time and just uh, see how everyone is doing. Uh, this is um, a Twitter space on we're talking about engaging, creating an engaging online experience this Easter. Uh, it's a long phrase, but I have Jake McNamara and Tyler Volkers with me, and those guys are online pastors. And so I'm going to just have them really quick share about uh, who they are uh, and what they do and kind of like where they live. So Tyler, why don't we go with you first? Yeah. Um, hey, thanks for having me uh, be a part of this time. Really excited to be here. Yeah. So um, I'm at the Ridge Community Church out in Greenfield, Wisconsin. I've been on staff here just now for over 12 years and uh, currently um, serving as in a couple of roles, uh, serving as our online campus pastor, which uh, just kind of leading and serving those who uh, join us digitally. And then also, um, we call it the director of ministries, but just uh, leading um, just our team of directors that provide uh, some really core ministries here at the Ridge, uh, like our kids uh, and student directors, our groups director, and our, uh, we call it Compassion, but our missions director for both local and global outreach. And uh, yeah, been loving what we've been doing online for the last few years now. That's great. That's great. Uh, thanks. Jake, yeah. go ahead. Yeah, I'll jump in. So my name is Jake McNamara. Um, I'm at the Compass Church in the western suburbs of Chicago. Um, I'm in Naperville, but we've got a couple of campuses just generally around the area. Um, I've been attending the Compass Church since my wife and I have been married. So that's a little over 13 years. Um, ministry is my second career. So uh, started working at the church part-time probably about seven or eight years ago, went on full-time about four years ago, uh, and then delved into the online space when this thing called COVID came about. I don't know if you guys have heard of that or not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Um, yeah, okay. Well, th that kind of leads us into my follow-up question for you guys. And we'll go with you, Jake, first, since since you just uh, talked about it. But how did you get involved in the online space? Like how many years have you been involved with it uh, and what, what got you into it? Yeah. So when I um, started full-time at our church, I was our guest services uh, pastor. So everything from, you know, first time guests running our 
greeters and ushers and all of that assimilation, um, kind of the, you know, behind closed doors word that we would use for all of that. Um, and I had been pressing for us to become a little bit more active in the online space, um, specifically around concepts of live stream and podcasting. Um, and it was something that just never really was able to take hold. Um, and then when COVID came about, um, I did what I feel like any good um, guest services pastor would do, and that would going to where our guests were and just meant that our guests were online. Um, and I loved it. Yeah. So I, I was able to um, kind of be an entrepreneur in some ways. It, it feels a lot like church planning in, in very strange ways, um, but it, it's been really good. So uh, at the start of COVID, started doing all that and build out a little bit more of what we want to try and do to reach people where they are. Um, and then our executive pastor and senior pastor asked me if I would stay there. So I said yes, and I have been doing our online campus work ever since. That's awesome. Great. Tyler, go ahead. Yeah, you know, as I said, I was joined staff about 12 years ago. Well, in 2020, I was actually in a role at that time that I thought was kind of just the perfect fit for me. I was actually our uh, director of family ministries and uh, just leading our kid and our student teams and staff across. Uh, at that point, we had two uh, physical locations. Uh, we've had to temporarily close one of those, and we're hoping to relaunch that soon in the next future. But um, I was also using part of my time uh, to serve as executive pastor of that smaller and newer location then, too. And then, like Jake said, hey, the thing that we sort of heard about, this thing called COVID happened, and... Uh, <laughs> you know, we were trying to, you know, figure out how do we all do that. And then a few weeks into it, my lead pastor just called me out and said, Hey, um, uh, you know, at that point we were broadcasting our services and, and serving online that way, um, even before COVID. And we knew we wanted to do more with it. We just weren't sure what, um, we actually committed to being a part of uh, Stadia's uh, futurist cohort that was at that time being led by Jeff Reed. Yeah. And so I'm like, Hey, this sounds like awesome, uh, like an awesome thing for our church to do, but I never thought I was going to be a part of it. And then uh, I still remember um, Mark, my lead pastor, sending me some of Jeff's podcasts and saying, hey, just, just see how you respond to this. You know, think how, think how uh, uh, this is get your heart beating a little bit. And I was listening. I was like, yeah, you know, this is this sounds really good. He's like, great. Um, I ended up in a Zoom call in front of Jeff and was then told I was going to lead our online ministries. And <laughs> that's what's been going on ever since. So uh, it, it's been great. It's been really good. Yeah, I, I like to tell the story of um, my executive pastor uh, had me in a meeting and said, hey, Tom, you're really good at Facebook and you're on Twitter. Um, and, you know, we're going to do this online campus thing. Uh, would you consider doing this? And I'm like, yeah, let's pray about it. Yeah, you know. And then like two days later, three days later, I'm in a bigger meeting with a few five or six people. And then he announces to everybody that I'm perfectly considering this and i'm like okay i didn't think we we're gonna make this like a little bit more public <laughs> and then less than a week later we were in a staff meeting with all of staff and said tom is going to do this uh so <laughs> you know it's that whole thing of okay that's quickly how that happened so uh that's great hey um okay so yeah well let's go back before we get into the whole easter idea and uh get into creating this engaging experience uh, let's go back and talk about the first Easter that we all kind of had, because, again, COVID hit right around Easter time um, and everything shut down. I I, mm -hmm. I still remember the, the eerie feeling we had because we did our Easter service live that year. Well, we do it live every year, but we did it live. 
Um, and uh, there was nobody in the building except for a few staffers. And it just felt so weird. It felt eerie. Like, it just didn't feel like Easter, honestly. Um, but I want to hear about your all's experiences about that very first Easter. You know, how did you guys go from being fully in person? Well, maybe then you might have had some online stuff. But to really just only online, like, what did you guys do? You know, Tom, I think uh, at that point, I think it was a few weeks out and we had to just get in a room together and just kind of mourn the fact that we weren't all getting back together for Easter. And that was a big deal because I think we we're at first we we're like, hey, we'll be back anytime. And we'll, we'll, we'll do that. Um, and so what we knew um, as, as a, a leadership team and experience team was, hey, we had to do whatever we could to make this special. And I think some of the guard, you know, the, the guidelines that we came up with for how we do online services probably came out of. Mm -hmm. learning from this experience but we're like hey would it be cool to find a um a, an off you know a, a new location and pre-record our lead pastor as he's walking us through this special easter message and uh um, at that point hey let's you know get the band in the state you know in there but then also taking advantage of times of at that point we thought it was a great idea to just hit rebroadcast with someone pushing the the live feed button um on the hour every hour which was me so it was a long day um <laughs> just pushing that and just kind of waiting to see and so uh that probably wasn't the wisest idea but we just didn't know any better you know as far as like on demand and different chat you know things go and, and leveraging analytics but it was cool because we were trying to speak into the hey we want to be as convenient for people as as best as we can and that was a, a principle that we learned out of that was hey how can we be convenient for those who are going to join us on their terms mm-hmm that's great. Yeah, I mean, from our end, I actually <laughs> I had to go back and check because uh, we did a lot of different iterations of what we do online uh, towards the very beginning. Um, so we started out, I think COVID hit probably three weeks before Easter. So we were in the same boat. We were prayerfully hoping that Easter was still going to happen in person. So I remember being part of a lot of yeah. brainstorm meetings where we were figuring out option one and then, you know, online being option two at that point. Um, yeah. so we started by just kind of having everybody in an empty room. Luckily we had the equipment to be able to make a lot of that work. Um, but ultimately for Easter, that just didn't feel right either. So we ended up, um, recording every individual, um, worship leader in their home for the worship service and stitched it all together. Uh, we did wow. the, um, senior pastor, I think walking through a bit of a prairie, uh, which was fun uh, in our church. For some reason, we had pop tarts make a cameo in like all of our online <laughs> service for like eight weeks. Uh, and people loved it. It was like an Easter egg hunt for them. Uh, but ultimately, like for some reason, we used that as a prop or, you know, had a box in the background or whatever. And it was just really fun, stupid in some ways, but really great touch point for people to be excited about and laugh about. Um, so we ended up kind of going that route and then mixed in with all of it. Um, we did the whole cell phone choir concept that I think is pretty familiar for mm -hmm. a lot of people right now. Uh, but we did that kind of as a, a special element. And that, um, to this day, is still one of the highest trafficked pieces of YouTube content we've ever put out there. Um, super, super well done. I was incredibly impressed with how quickly all that came together, got edited together, and just worked really well. Okay, wait. I'm I'm so baffled by this. I don't know anything about this cell phone choir stuff. What is this? Explain it to me. Yeah. So we what we did is we had every 
uh, we sent an email to everyone in our worship arts team across all of our campuses um, and more or less said, hey, if you would be willing, shoot a cell phone video of yourself singing um, Living Hope by Phil Wickham. So we sent a click track and, you know, parts to everybody uh, and everybody just sang their parts. So that in one year they would have the wow. click track and the other year they would have the music uh, and then they would be holding their phone and recording it. Um, so then we had somebody edit all of it together. So it looked like there were, you know, 20 different people on screen at a yeah. time singing into their cell phone, um, had it master mixed and all of that and turned out to be a really, really fun moment. Okay. I'm going to need to see a video of this. So Jake, you have to send it to me a little bit later. Oh, yeah. that, that sounds awesome. It, it kind of sounds like, you know, how Jimmy Fallon does those, um, uh he did the brady bunch thing one time mm -hmm. or something with different people singing yeah so that sounds awesome i i gotta see that. that that's really cool yeah um okay so let let's move into easter this year we're we're now entering year three of easter where you're having online services now some people may have online services for longer than that but um but for for the sake of this context we're we're entering into year three uh, what do you, what are you all doing this year? Um, in particular, let's go just starting point of, are you doing a live, uh, service or is it pre-recorded? Yeah, so I'll jump in first on that one. Yeah. Um, we do pretty much everything online pre-recorded. So, uh, okay. Easter and good Friday for us are going to be no different. Uh, we are about a week and a half out from recording both of those services. So um, happy to get into the, the whys of all that, but ultimately for us, it'll be a pre-recorded Easter. Great. Yeah, Tom, uh, same for us. And I would bet Jake and I have pretty similar whys as to why we choose to do pre-recorded. I think the one difference that Jake and I are going to have, we'll, we will live stream our Good Friday service just because of the uniqueness of that particular one. Um, but we're pre-recording Easter. Okay. Okay. So let's get into this. I, I would love to know the whys because here's what we do for our church. We do, uh, we've done, um, Good Friday has always been pre-recorded, but, um, our Easter has always been live. And again, our, our live is specific of where we just live stream the, the main service from the main church. Uh, we have a pre-recorded mix and then a pre-service mix and a post-service mix. But basically, it's just everything they see in church on Sunday morning in person, you're seeing online. So let's, let's get into a little bit of the, the whys of pre-recorded over live. And Tyler, why don't you go first? Yeah, it, and I don't think there's a wrong way to do it. You know, I think it's just, hey, what, you know, what, where has God led your online ministry to, to serve? And ultimately, that's going to lead to why, what's the right decision for you and your church. Uh, so for us, what we've just decided is, hey, you know, we can create everything in the auditorium, uh, like with your lights and your sound mix and the experience and your great guest services teams. And like that is designed for that experience, which is which is so good. Um, but to just put that online isn't designed for the experience in the room, uh, the, the, the living room is what I say. So um, if we're going to serve those, like if uh, we want to serve them as well online, uh, we got to create an experience for them on their screen. And so we, what we've just determined is like, if we're going to connect with people first online um, rather than in the building, which um, what we're seeing is still hearing is most people are still going to connect with us online first. We want to have everything done with them in mind. Yeah. Um, so 
um, we look at our target audience, which is if we had the center of a bullseye of who we connect with, it's going to be a young 30s um, male um, who values convenience, who values, um, you know, speak right directly to them and just have it have access wherever wherever we are. Now, would I prefer someone to be a part of a live stream or part of a service where they're engaging with community? Absolutely. But mm-hmm. I want to meet them on their first step that they're going to choose. And so um, that's why we choose to pre-record uh, pretty much every weekend service. But for Easter, uh, we um, take it up a level uh, and make it extra special for, for, for them. So that's a great experience there. But that's largely our why is our audience and then part of our digital strategy is to hope to meet them where they're at and then invite them to join a community, whether that's a digital community or an in-person a community. That's great. Yeah, I mean, for us, it's not going to be too different. So, Tyler, you were pretty right saying that we, you know, got similar strategies on it. Um, For us, it started initially when we decided to call this a campus and that we were okay with people joining from anywhere um, to the Mm. point of even having membership. So we didn't want to try and Mm. assimilate people to just our main campus or those specific people or that specific room. So we tried Mm. to start talking through and figuring out what it would look like to Um, have somebody feel like they are part of the Compass Church without potentially ever stepping foot inside of one of our buildings. Um, So that's one of the, honestly, the main reasons that we started with pre-recording. I mean, we did different iterations evolve it. Um, But then beyond that, uh, it it fell into kind of two factors and neither of them are as major. Uh, But when we were looking at it, really just feel that YouTube culture is a direct-to-camera stream. Um, anytime mm-hmm. you go and see anybody doing any sort of podcast or discussion or, you know, how-to video even, you see somebody that's dedicated, one-off, looking directly at you and having a conversation with just the one person it feels like. Um, when we were mm-hmm. broadcasting a room, we didn't really feel like we were getting that. So uh, we intentionally didn't want to fight uh, YouTube culture. We wanted to try and fit into what people were already experiencing uh, and try and use that to our advantage as much as we could. Um, And then the last thing is just um, a quality standpoint. Uh, It's much easier to QC things. You've got a much better sound quality. Um, Tyler and I have very similar experiences with how we're going about doing all of that. Um, Mm -hmm. But, you know, even having a dedicated feed and mix for a live stream uh, still doesn't address some of the issues, specifically during a worship set uh, that might come across. Um, And we wanted people to have, you know, as good of a product online as what they would have at home. And by doing that, we've actually had really good success just on social, being able to repost and uh, all those kind of things with a lot of our video elements for our services. That's awesome. This is uh, like really encouraging uh, to hear this. Uh, Let me ask you this question. It's just a follow up. Uh, How well what what kind of uh um uh gosh what kind of role do you have sunday morning in the sense of do you participate in the in-house in-person service at all and in what capacity i'm part of our teaching team so a number of uh times out of the year uh probably about 12 to 15 i'm going to actually teach in the in-person service so there's There's that, um, yep. and then also with my other, you know, role with kids and students uh, leading those teams that have active Sundays. So I, I'm very much a part of what's going on on the campus, but 
uh, from the week to week, now Easter is going to be a little bit different. We like to, we call them the live host elements, which would be me, mm-hmm. um, where I will speak directly to the camera as part of the, we'll live stream at 9am. It's kind of a different thing. We'll, we'll live stream the hosting moments, but then, um, because of how we do music to get the quality that Jake talks about, um, we'll have that on video from our, we have a Thursday night service that we capture that audio, you know, all of that from. Yeah. And then, um, uh, right now we, we, we do some mix and we've been doing a lot more capture the Thursday night message, um, mm-hmm. but the, uh, then show that, but there's also times uh, where we'll, we'll just go out and pre-record that message too. So yeah. there, there's a hybrid of some live elements versus some pre-recorded, um, elements but on easter we're going to be all all pre-recorded okay yeah from my end uh, my family and i will attend in person on saturday night um sunday morning for the most part i am hosting on youtube and our you know church online platform um Mm -hmm. so that takes up the bulk of that time but with that being Mm -hmm. said um I also, you know, obviously we have a team here. Um, so I do float in between campuses to help out with different things. So, um, sometimes that's leading worship if we're down a worship leader, or it could be, um, we're in a church merger, um, prayerful consideration and process. So I get to go and be part of that congregation this weekend, just to be a name and a face there. So uh, those kind of things do come up, but the bulk of my Sunday mornings are specifically for online. Yep. Great. Well, again, one of the things just kind of as we're talking about engaging online Easter experiences here, like I I think one of the things I'm hearing, again, with doing a pre-recorded, you're able to speak directly to the online audience. And we're talking about online ministry here. Whereas when you're when you're doing a live stream like what we do at my church, you're speaking to the house, you're speaking to the crowd, the crowd in the on in the campus and then you're also trying to speak to an online audience and it makes it challenging i mean and so um doing a pre-recorded thing it, it it's a lot of work on the front end but i think you you'll see better results and it's encouraging to hear what Ty- tyler and jake just said about how they're able to engage the audience uh the people the online viewers a lot better with this pre-recorded stuff so that's really uh cool um all right so let's get into some of the nitty-gritty of Easter in particular. So um, what what are you all thinking through right now? What are you all working on and how you're creating an online service for Easter that's engaging? What are, what are you all doing? Is there anything different than you would, what you would do during a normal Sunday, Sunday service? Uh, Jake, why don't you answer first? Yeah, I mean, we're trying to take things up a notch slightly in terms of what we do for our weekend experience for online. So um, typically we will just use the um, the iMeg gear that's at our broadcast site campus um, and we batch record worship uh, every other Wednesday. Um, but we're going to kind of film and shoot and capture audio in a little bit of a different way just to give Easter a different feel than what a typical weekend would. Uh, nothing over the top, but enough to where um, people will notice a slightly higher quality um, is our hope and our prayer. But at a minimum, it'll just be kind of a slightly different look uh, without mm-hmm. having to break the bank and do something, you know, <laughs> where we're sending everybody to a different state or whatever the case might be. Um <laughs> So, I mean, I've seen some churches do that. I'm jealous of it, but uh, this is going to work well for us and our people uh, is our hope. Um, And beyond that, um, 
we honed in really early on in the planning process. So um, I don't know about your guys' churches for um, Tyler, you or Tom or anyone else joining, but um, we try to get out ahead of holidays as soon as possible. So uh, we started mm-hmm. prepping and planning Easter the second week of January um, nice. to be able to try and get far enough ahead. So we knew pretty early on that kind of a movie theme um, was going to be heavily involved in what we wanted to do. Um, so we also started, you know, researching local movie theaters that, you know, had projector rooms and all these different kind of things to try and work in some different elements. Um, because again, we can doing things like yeah. that for online, uh, whereas you don't necessarily get that bandwidth sometimes to do that sort of thing when you're just live streaming. Okay, Tyler, before you enter in real quick, mm-hmm. Jake, a, a quick follow up. Are you... Um... So you're you're filming in different locations, is that correct? That is correct. Yep. And honestly, we do that every week. That our senior pastor is very big on props, um, but ultimately, what he does is he pre-records at a minimum of you know eight to ten minutes at the beginning of his message on site um, as a way to tie a location into his message, uh, and that gets shown at all of our physical campuses before it goes to the live aspect of it. Um, so that's another reason we're kind of doing things the way we are. Little different model than a lot of other churches, but it's worked for us. That's great. All right, Tyler, go ahead. That's great. Hey, let me give encouragement for those who haven't started in January. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, honestly, we're still figuring some things out right now, which I was just taking notes. Uh, currently. No, um, so our, our, goal, our, goal, our goal with holidays, uh, I think, you know, Jake, you mentioned, hey, we want to up, up it a little bit more and up the, the specialness. And, uh, and that's true for, for us for holidays as well. And so um, we're, uh, you know, our, our lead pastor, he's, he's working on his message. And then we, we just kind of landed on, OK, what, what's the strategy and the theme, overall theme that we want to convey uh, to um, both in person and online as well, uh, you know, in terms of, hey, what mood do we want to create? What, um, what do we want them to feel? Uh, what's going to draw them in. And, and we were just kind of landing in on the phrase, you know, thinking about our young 30s guy and just even noticing like the, the Super Bowl and just how everyone gravitated towards that the halftime show. And like, wow, that was awesome. And, you know, guys our age were like, hey, our generation felt seen and heard. And just kind of the idea of why, why are millennials so nostalgic right now? Well, it's because they're trying to remember a time where it, things weren't so messed up, you know, and they weren't overstressed or didn't feel stuck. And so they, they enjoyed a moment of relief while reminiscing their old high school music. And so we, we leaned into that and we said, OK, well, what can we point towards in the future to help bring that same type of hope rather than reminiscing in the past? Let's look forward and, and experience hope. And so the phrase it's going to be OK is just, is just kind of reminiscing for us. Um, cool. some, some ways that we're going to try to make this happen um, we uh, like Jake. We we want to go off uh, site somewhere to uh, record. We'll probably put um, we and we do this typically for our holiday experiences. We land on a theme and then we, um, move, you know, we'll have our live host, myself, maybe another host, uh, uh, host somewhere off site. Have our bands maybe somewhere there where they'll uh, they they like to call it their little music video, you know, type shots. Where but they're going to lead the camera that way and then send the, the mix uh, to uh, Jake and I use a similar guy who mixes for us. He does a great job. Mm-hmm. Um, and then um, our lead pastor will, will share the message, but um, and he'll probably do that offsite somewhere as well. One of the places we're thinking of doing right now is I have, I have a, I have a favorite running trail that I like. It's very woodsy kind of nature-esque and 
Hey, nice. you know, like kind of, you know, so it's just something we're, we're scouting out to see if that could actually work. Um, but, uh, kind of similar things. Hey, we want to make this convenient, um, for anyone who's engaging really picturing a family gathering around or friends gathering around a couch. Um, so they want to do it on their time, um, whenever that might be. So we try to get that up on YouTube at 8 a.m. We'll schedule our live streams through uh, our church online platform for those who do have the online community. We have a couple services planned for that. But um, really just trying to get that out there where it can be an exper- uh, as special an experience for them joining online, just mm-hmm. like it would be, you know, if you were to come in the building and say, hey, I brought, you know, my, my neighbors and it's their first time here and everyone got dressed up and it was a special experience. We want to make that just as special uh, for, for them to, to engage online. Yeah. Now that, that's awesome. I think we should all share stories sometimes of, of on location sites where you've had, you've been kicked out or anything like that. That, that would be a nice little podcast episode. Oh, we got kicked out of a baptism. We were getting ready to baptize people in a pool and a condo association and got kicked out right before it was awesome. <laughs> We almost got <laughs> we almost got kicked out of an abandoned water park that our senior pastor tried to climb a fence to go record at. <laughs> Ultimately, got permission. It just took a little bit. Um, yeah. a little interesting. That, that that's awesome. We got kicked out of Manassas Battlefield. the the first The first battle of the Civil War was right by me, and uh, we got kicked out of that battlefield trying to to film one location there. So that was, that was interesting. Um, okay. So uh, this is, this is great. I, I love it. I, I, you're actually giving me some really good ideas for future years. And, and I'm like, Tyler, we, we were just meeting about Easter and good Friday yesterday. So we are, we are much further behind than, than Jake is uh, on things. But um, as you look at uh, your online audience, is there anything that you guys are doing right now to prep your chat hosts or to prep the hosts that are that are hosting the services that uh, to intentionally engage your the people who are, are watching? Like, is there anything different that you're doing or is it much of the same? And if it's much of the same, what are you doing? I'll jump into that. Um, l- largely largely much of the same. And, and what I, what we do from a weekly basis is uh, provide um, just regular ongoing communication of, Hey, here's what to expect during the service. Here's a script you can follow along if you're, you know, leading in the chat and, and when to, and, and utilizing church online platform host notes for, for that, as well as I'll co- copy and paste it to a Google folder to share with those who are going to do on YouTube or other social. Uh, what we are doing differently though, is um, I'm actually bringing them in for an online, just, all team huddle. We haven't had an all team, you know, get all the chat hosts, all my tech producers, every, everyone together. It's, it's been about six months. And so we're going to do that in early April and just continue to equip about um, who, who we are picturing on the other side of the camera. And so what language we want to use if someone's, ta- you know, not being overly, you know, Christiany uh, on, on YouTube, because that's just not who's going to be there the first time. So just kind of getting them in the mindset of who might actually be here in the first time yeah. and, and just prep them to be ready for that. So that's, uh, that's the one thing we're going to do different heading into this, this time. That's great. I love that idea. I yeah. had not thought about trying to get all of our chat hosts together in a room um, or at least the ones that are local. So that's something that's going to get written down here by me. Um, <laughs> 
in all honesty, we're not going to do a whole lot different. Um, and largely because the vast majority of our viewership is still on demand through YouTube as opposed to church online platforms. So um, we will still have chat hosts. We will still try to engage people as much as we can. Uh, but in terms of the nuts and bolts of actual Sunday morning on Easter, uh, it really it won't look very different than what we would do on a week in week out basis. Yeah, that's awesome. Okay, uh, this led me to ask a quick little follow up uh, because Jake, you just mentioned this, but what um, what are your all's platforms that you guys are streaming to? Jake just said Church Align and, and YouTube. Is there any? Are you streaming anywhere else? And what's the breakdown percentage wise of where you get your attendance from? Yeah, so <laughs> that's a fantastic question. Um, so we do YouTube Church Online. We do Vimeo for just kind of backup purposes. Um, we will put on Facebook, but uh, in terms of metrics, we don't actually count any of that just because it doesn't seem to fit what we want or need. Um, we just put it there for convenience. Um, and then we do audio only streams um, of the message and we build that to be a little bit more like a true podcast. So we'll put some intros and outros and almost like mid sermon commercials, if you want to think of it that way. Okay. Um, we'll toss all of that out on Buzzsprout. That's great. Tyler, what about you? Uh, yeah, we uh, stream through uh, Resi, and uh, we we stream to Church Online platform, but uh, YouTube, and uh, which is our which is our big one, and then uh, some TV apps uh, that we connect our Resi through to uh, uh, the Subsplash TV app. So you're on Apple and Roku. Um, it, I think eighty percent probably connects with us YouTube either during the live premiere on YouTube uh, throughout uh, the following rest of the week, probably the rest of it's broken probably half and half between church online platform and our TV apps. That's fascinating to me. Um, our breakdown, we, we go church online is our big performer, partly because that was where we first started streaming and, and we were streaming before COVID. And so I think a lot of people were, were used to our church online thing. So I would say uh, maybe 65, 70% is church online 20% is YouTube and then 10% is Facebook. Facebook has been just a complete disaster and disappointment. <laughs> uh, so I, I, I hate Facebook, um, but that, yeah. <laughs> that's uh, yeah. neither here nor there. So uh, just this, to give percentages, I mean, we would yes. probably be about 70% on YouTube, 25% is church online platform. And that extra 5% would be mostly our audio only streams. That's cool. Tyler, I want to talk to you about TV apps one day, so I'll, I'll hit you up later for that. All right, this sounds good. Yeah, <laughs> I, I think about it. I think about it often, but uh, but I, like like you said, Tom. I mean, we were streaming to uh, um, Church Online long before COVID happened, so we have a good community that's been established there. But what we find is most people who are new to checking us out online, yeah. um, the, the easiest way. I mean, everyone's on YouTube. I was looking at YouTube for you know different running shoes and then how to fix a pipe. You know, earlier this week, <laughs> like, like it's just how we how we yep. get there. And then, um, and so why can't we do the same thing for helping people there? So most people will find us first through YouTube. Yes. It, it was really interesting. Um, uh, is that, uh, we, we first launched YouTube for us last Easter. Easter was our first year of doing, uh, YouTube and YouTube was low. And then within a few weeks, it surpassed what we were doing on Facebook. And we continue to get new, new people watching from, from uh, YouTube rather than Facebook. Facebook's always a struggle now for us. And mm -hmm. um, we just do it simply because 
you're quote unquote supposed to do it. I mean, like it's just, there's not a lot of fruit that comes from Facebook right now from us, for us. Right. We, so. yeah, we, we pulled the plug on Facebook well over a year ago and here, here two reasons why one, we were struggling with the analytics and experiences just like you guys were. Facebook's not designed to watch a, you know, 45 minute to hour service or whatever you might have. Yeah. Um, but our communications team struggled because uh, they felt like they could leverage uh, Facebook um, more with, hey, pointing them towards the service on YouTube to pointing to the experiences in the building. They're like, we could do all of this, but our, our feed is clogged because we have a service going here all the time. And yeah. so we said, hey, let's pull it. Let's leverage Facebook for what it's designed to do. Uh, push it there. Equip our yeah. people in our Facebook groups. Invite to the service online or in person. Um, Tom, we, we saw no change in our analytics and we've grown since then when we pulled Facebook. So, um, yeah, I, I, and some churches are, are connecting really well with, with their uh, community on Facebook. So if you're doing well, keep it, you know, do, do what you're what's working for you, but that's why we pulled it and we're, we're fine. <laughs> that's great. Okay. Last question for you guys. And then we can open up for some questions too, if anybody has any, um, uh, how would you encourage some online ministers, some digital pastors right now as Easter is approaching or, or something, or what would you share to people that maybe I didn't ask you that you think would be helpful for, for this Easter? And Jake, you can go first on this one. Yeah. So I know we're pre-record and that changes some things for a lot of other churches that might be joining in on this, but um, I would encourage people if at all possible to at least pre-record something. Um, yeah. That something could be a digital invite tool that you send out to your email lists or that you post on different social channels. Um, don't neglect that. You want, really want something that's really going to catch people's attention and be shareable. Um, and usually when you pre-record, you've got a, a better chance of having that available as opposed to just hoping after the fact. Um, but also just the encouragement for after the fact, right? Uh, we will have spent all of this time prepping and planning and praying um, for Easter services. But the good news as Jesus followers that we all are is the grave will be as empty on Wednesday as it is on Sunday. Um, so just celebrate it. Like whatever happens at your in-person and online services, take time afterwards to celebrate it. Yeah. Take time to build things out to, you know, make an Instagram reel or some YouTube shorts. Um, you know, short digestible things that are just going to go out after the fact, but are going to ultimately try to be used to steer people towards an intentional next step for your church and your local community. Um, it's all good things to be trying to do uh, to reach as many people as possible with the hope that only Jesus brings. That's awesome. Yeah, I, I would I would add two things to that. One is um, as much as we are planning that that pre-service, uh, I wholeheartedly echo what Jake is saying. Like, look at your discipleship pathway and plan just as much as the before and after of that Sunday. And so, for example, um, hey, if your pastor is going to lead them through a, a good decision time, and people make the decision to follow Jesus. What is your plan to help engage people to take their first steps to follow Jesus after that decision in the first few days? Um, and and how can they act on it? And so right now we, we have a text and church response that we just use where they text, literally text the word Jesus to that. And they get some text bounced back to them with some different readings and videos encouraging them. And then we follow up with them through that. But then um, also if they're willing to be curious, but maybe not willing to make that decision yet, uh, we're, we're trying to launch some alphas after that um, Easter experience. So that way, mm -hmm. 
they can go into alpha and continue to check out. So, so just think about where they're at and what their next step might be and have that prepared to, to be ready. Um, so that, that's first step. But the, the second thing is just, kind of, I think what I'd always encourage us to do is our community doesn't need us to be the dynamic, perfect leader. Our community needs us to be healthy followers of Jesus. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so let's just make sure that we're continuing to take ourselves, that we're staying connected to, you know, Jake said it great. The, the greatest hope we have is in Jesus. And if we aren't experiencing that hope each day, how can we share that hope with others? So uh, take care of yourself. Make sure you're, you're uh, living with Jesus and walking with Jesus and be connected with him. Uh, my lead pastor says, hey, we don't serve for Jesus. We serve with him. Mm-hmm. And uh, just by saying, Let, let's stay connected and, and do that. So that's my encouragement. That's awesome. You guys just gave me a t- see the secret part here was that I actually brought you guys on. So we're at ground zero for nothing at our church. And so I just <laughs> need a bunch of ideas. And so there you just gave me a bunch of ideas. I, I got to go, guys. I got to go. I got to take I got to go take this. Uh, no, this was awesome. Uh, this was very encouraging for me. Um, it really challenges me on the pre-recorded stuff. Um, I always look at it as extra work. And what I'm hearing is it meets the online audience so much more clearer when you're focused on them and you've got something directly for them. And that, that's been encouraging. I like the, the follow-up that you're talking about, about texting the word Jesus. I think that's a great way to utilize text in church. I'm going to totally steal that idea. Um, and I love just the lo- different location settings that you guys are using. That's just, it makes it fresh. It makes it new. And it, it, again, it makes people feel like, wow, you intentionally thought this through uh, and they're really thinking about me. And so I, I think those are just some great ideas uh, on that. Um, so, well, as we kind of wrap up here, um, if anybody's got a question, I know Tammy's listening. I know Gerald's listening. Um, and I also have the my sidekick <laughs> Twitter handle listening too. Uh, but, uh, so, uh, but if anybody's got a question or thought, uh, let us know. And then we can kind of answer any questions Um or if you want to just share something, that's that's fine too. Or Tyler, Jake, and I can just talk about football or baseball. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, let me ask you guys this question real quick. So again, anybody wants to ask a question, just raise your hand, and I'll I'll let you in. But um, Tyler, Jake, is is your like here Easter? Sunday is always the end of spring break here for our high schools and middle schools. Is that how it is for you all as well? Depends on the year for us. Um, because Easter's later this year, uh, our spring break is actually mid-March. So okay. some schools will kind of get maybe an extended weekend, um, depending on how, how that plays out. Actually, I don't even know if my kids are off yet or not. But uh, spring break's at the end of March for us, so we're, we're aware of that. Yeah, and similar here. Uh, schools in our area have moved away from having spring break be attached to Easter, at least you know most of the time anymore, it seems like. So uh, very rarely is spring break attached to either the beginning or end of an Easter weekend for us. That's cool. We're still very much tied to that. Um, but I, is it weird having Easter or, I'm sorry, spring break in mid-March when it's cold up there, guys? Without question. Yeah, yeah, for sure. There, you know, spring break is different when you're excited for 50 degree weather, uh, but that's what we get. Yeah, that's true. Uh, good. Well, guys, I'm all out of questions. You guys have been awesome. So, um, 
any final thoughts before we wrap up? Yeah, do anything you can to capture people's information this Easter. You, oh, you, yes. you can do anything to reach as many people as possible, uh, but without a name to go with it, a lot of times you feel like you're pastoring a number on a screen, and that's just not what any of us have been called to do. We're called to shepherd people. Um, so I, always, I like to say internally, and I'll say it to all of you, by hook or by crook, like I, I want to capture people's information. You know, so whether that's a standard connection card or if you want to do, you know, we're talking about do we want to ask people to sign up online so we can mail them a bag of popcorn since we're kind of doing like a little bit of a movie theme. Um, just whatever we can think of to get somebody's contact information, um, we're trying to do. So Easter is a grand, grand time to be taking that into consideration as well. That, that That's so true. All right. Well. Let's just then wrap it up then. Th thanks, guys, everyone, for uh, coming out. Again, I'm recording this. I'm going to download it. I'll probably be able to share this on a podcast uh, coming up. Um, so we have about six weeks to Easter. Uh, so, yeah, we've got 44 days, I think it is, to Easter. Uh, all right. So, yeah, there, there we go. So, all right, everyone, thanks uh, for being with me today. I, I hope you guys have a great rest of your day and a great weekend. All right, appreciate it. Thanks, hey, guys. Th thank you, guys. Thanks for having us on. All right, so what did you think? What stood out to you? What is it that Tyler or Jake are doing that really challenged you, encouraged you, or even caused you to have some more questions? I would encourage you to definitely, if you're watching this on the YouTube or on Digital Bootcamp, definitely put it in the comment section below. But if you're listening to this on a podcast, go on Twitter, at TA Pounder, and let's continue this conversation online. Tyler and Jake would be happy to to step in as well and share their thoughts and insights on Twitter. So go and hit us up. We would love to have this conversation continue more online because Easter is coming and it, you can still create a great Easter online experience for the people who are attending online. So I would encourage you to uh, share your thoughts, share your questions, and share your insights. We'd love to hear them. All right, heroes. Well, thanks so much for joining me today. As always, if you enjoyed the Church Digital Psychic Podcast, subscribe to it. You can go to YouTube. You can go to the Digital Bootcamp. You can go uh, to iTunes and Spotify. We would just love for you to subscribe to it so you can get these podcasts every single week. All right, heroes. Well, I hope you have a great rest of your day, a great rest of the week. And until next time, have a great one.